Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and tonight I have on Mr. Mike Richardson, and we talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Good times. I just want to tell you, before we get to the episode, please go to alexcast.com and click around all sorts of things on there. You can find links to the books I've written, to the old podcast, to random art, random videos, and that sort of thing. So do that. Click around, enjoy, use the Amazon link. You all know how that works. Things and such. Cool. And also, if you feel like uh, delivering yourself to a sponsor that enjoys my show and gives me money for booze to go to The Standard, Northeast Portland, 14 Northeast 22nd. You can find them at facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. And yes, it is good. They have drink specials every night of the week, and it's uh, a fun place. Like, I go there on purpose, even if I wasn't being sponsored by them. In fact, that's how I found the place, for sponsorship, because I was going there, and it was good. Fun. Please enjoy this episode. Uh, the opening might be a little weird because I kind of forgot to actually start the show. We were just talking about something, so hopefully it makes sense. Anyway, yes, please enjoy this episode with Mr. Mike Richardson. tried to quit once and it just doesn't work <laughs> i know how that goes yeah i made it i made it like three weeks oh really <laughs> yeah and uh <clears throat> i was trying to back then i was just writing poetry and it just at some point i just had to kind of tap out and i was like you know two weeks in i was like i'm doing fine you know i get this this is everything's cool and then i realized i'd written a poem i didn't <laughs> i didn't sit down to write one i just I, right. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I, it's like, it's almost like, ah, oh, why did I smoke that cigarette? You know, it was literally like, yeah. how did I, how did I accidentally fucking, uh, write a poem? Like, that's, this is an impossibility. You did. But, yeah. So it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. No one's going to watch a video anyway, but it's there. You never know. Yeah. I'll throw it out there. Who gives a shit? Uh, I'm going to throw a call in number two, but no one's going to do that. What? Yeah. Um, no one ever does, but. I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens. And generally when they do, it's in the middle of a conversation, so I don't answer. <laughs> I know, uh, make Jill ask us something. Yeah, I was kind of hoping she would. Maybe she'll call in. She's rad. I like her. Yeah, Jill, Jill is a quality, quality people. We hung out with her, uh, when was it? Maybe it was two years ago when Duncan Trussell came to town. Oh, you went to that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was, um... I was going to go to that show and I ended up, I don't know. So good. Yeah. I love him. So I love, I fucking love that guy. He's my favorite. Like he got done and he was, you know, talking to people out of the show and I just walked up and I was like, I know this is creepy, but I'm just going to hug you. And he was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's perfectly acceptable. He was actually, I've probably said this on the show too many times, but I'll repeat it again. Cause maybe sometimes somebody will get back to Duncan on it is I don't like, I'm not a, I'm not a star person. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit. Oh, anybody that's listening. Hi, you're listening to the Alex cast. Oh, are we on? So, uh, yeah. Okay. But we're talking. So there's no reason to restart. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. so Duncan was one of the few people that like, I don't like, I don't care if you're famous. It means, it means 
almost nothing to right. it. It's just like great. You either got lucky or not even lucky, like, but your talent worked out in a way that like got sure. it. Aces wipe my hand. Like now let's act like people. Like right. it's just not yeah. that impressive <laughs> to me. But Duncan's the one guy that I was like, man, I like, I would love to meet him. And I couldn't get to that show. So I was actually sent Jill in my, in my stead to be like, mm. all right, give him a card from the show. Tell him I want him to be on. Like, and, uh, she, you know, he actually agreed and it didn't work out, whatever. Mm. Uh, cause I didn't get in touch. I think he just agreed to be nice. Cause right, yeah. you know, why not? It's right. Some random cute girl on a show. He just goes, <laughs> Oh, of course I'll be in your friend's show. And yeah. you know, he's not going to see her again. Right. So, uh, but when I put periphery out, that was the, that was the only kind of, um, famous person quote unquote not to say he's not famous but you know it's an awkward term to use about someone that's kind of you know close to your age and you know you've listened to enough of their words and you feel your friends with them right and so i found his p.o box and i and i sent him physically sent him a book like hey man you know thanks to do you know thanks and i emailed him uh, a copy of it as well and i never heard back on anything so i followed up like (laughs) once more and i still never heard anything and i was like ah see i don't know if i'm like if i'm being crazy weird guy oh or that's not weird no, but or is it's like you're sending dick pics or something. Like you're like, here, this is my work. No, I, I, I send those from a different account. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's no way he would connect the two. Well, one, one, my dick was through a copy of Periphery. I'd born a hole out of the middle. But no, I didn't. So like, I don't know what to do. And, I mean, now I know what to do. I give up and not, you know, think about it anymore until right yeah. now. Of how many times do you follow up? Like, I don't want to be the annoying fanboy right. guy, but I also know that the amount of ats and whatevers that that man gets, oh, it's yeah. likely lost in a shuffle. So yeah. it becomes this thing. So anyway, yes, Duncan, I, I'm, I'm enamored with. I, I very much like that man. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's brilliant. I, I love him. I, um, there was a, I won't say his name, but he's kind of a big guy in, in the Portland area. Yeah. Um, and beyond. But I kind of did that because I just found his story really inspiring and, and he kind of sort of indirectly spurred me on to some things that I probably wouldn't have done otherwise, uh, in my own life. And so I sent him like two bags of coffee and a thank you note and just, yeah. you know, I just said thanks. So, like I didn't, plug anything nothing i just and just never heard anything back and i was like oh well that's a little depressing yeah that's that is kind of yeah it's, like when you box something up take it to the post office and send it to somebody with like a handwritten note and then they just nothing but yeah it's depressing it's i want to agree with you that it's depressing but it's kind of like i fight it too that it's these people probably don't get stuff or like it goes you know they're busy so it's one of these yeah Oh, well, I'll make sure to write him back. And then it's two weeks later and you've already drank the coffee sure. and you're like, oh, fuck, like, uh, you know, whatever. you know, I already, yeah. like, I already did now. Now what do I do? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I bridge this two week gap? And I'm assuming because, um, it's a somewhat famous person from Portland. They're, they're neurotic. And, uh, <laughs> so they probably just, you know, you overthink it for a while and then you go, fuck, I guess I'm just going to have to not write back. Yeah. 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 Uh, Maybe. It's, Maybe. it's, it's an awkward situation uh, overall. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing about like kind of the art trying to get art out there to people that you're not like super familiar with. Like, mm-hmm. so when I put the book out, I sent it to the only like kind of unknown person I sent it to was Duncan. And, uh, um, Oh, this is going to be embarrassing to anybody that speaks a language that involves a tongue. Uh, Daniela Bolelli. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, cause I was like, it's just a book that I was like, ah, oh, they would dig it. They've got the, the knowledge set that would make sense to them. Cause mm-hmm. it's a fucking weird right. cosmic quantum theory, fucking strange thing. So, um, and Danielle actually wrote me back and he's super busy. So you didn't get to it, but he wrote me back mm-hmm. saying, thanks, honored or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. that's really sweet. Yeah. But then I got a whole bunch of people that like, were like, Hey, can I have like a press copy or like, you know, PDF or whatever? So I sent it like, I don't know, let's say I sent it to 25 people. Yeah. I may have heard back from like two. Yeah. And it becomes this weird thing of like, that's lame when you ask for you, it. Yeah. How do you prove that when you're like, you know, like when you're trying to make art and you're putting it in the universe, like, what do you, what is your reaction? You know, yeah. how do you deal with the universe with this? Okay. 
I don't know. I just feel like with art and that kind of stuff anymore, the those type of middlemen are just kind of dead and pointless. Like just go, just go to people. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know that they have audiences, and that's kind of like strategery and whatnot. But I don't know. I just, I just go straight to people. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of my my idea. It just didn't so much work out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but what it, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm also I'm, I'm like the least uh, you know a uh, uh, forward person ever about anything. It's oh like, really? You know, I. I don't know. I just feel like an imposition. So it's more like, yeah. please, thank you. You know, it's you know, right, little, yeah. you know, that thing. Can someone yeah. else do it for me? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need yeah. to hire like a press agent or something. Yeah. Well, that would involve selling more copies. Of or the vo- book they would vol- hey, somebody volunteer. Who's good at that? Yeah. I tried, a volunteer. I tried to do that for a while with this show. And then um, two people volunteered to be like kind of my um, getting guest people. Uh. And they learned really quickly that like, no, it's just impossible. You just don't. You just, really? I, yeah. Well, I mean, some people, I guess, are good at it, but... <clears throat> It's, I mean, Jill does it for, for Inspired Disorder. Like, yeah. She's like their booker and she seems to do well. Yeah. I don't know how the hell anybody else does it. She has it. boobs. No, that is true. I think her being an attractive person <laughs> of, the female, of the female yeah. persuasion approaching generally male comics, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a certain kind of, like if there was a, if there was a group of, like some form of art, like let's say all sculptors happen to be like chicks that are into like doughy German looking guys. I would You're be, gr- I would be great at like finding, <laughs> at finding them. Like I'd be great at booking them on the show, you know? you know? Yeah. I started, I actually started a podcast like, oh, I don't know, it was a year and a half ago. Um, it, it was super fun and it was kind of strange because the first episode was, um, I interviewed a Portland police officer and I'm not cop friendly yeah. at all. And we had like a really, he, I do know him. So, and he's a really nice guy, but, um, like we had a really kind of like very open and occasionally brutal conversation just about police and Portland and racism, like all these things. And someone <clears throat> just happened to listen to it and sent it to the Portland Mercury. And then the Portland Mercury posted it oh, on their cool. thing. And it yeah. just, and it went crazy. And all of a sudden, like, like I had a thousand people listen to that episode yeah. and all this stuff. And, and it kind of took off. But the problem was that it, I just I stopped doing it because I thought that was gonna be bad for my career long term. Oh yeah, just because it was called the status quo overthrow, and it was very much like, you know, rage against the system kind of a thing. And yeah, I mean, hopefully an intelligent conversation, but it was it was certainly against kind of like the the main things that a lot of people hold dear. Yeah, no, I remember listening to. I don't think I listened to the, maybe I did listen to the cop one, but I remember when we we exchanged uh, right coming on like a while back right. when you were doing your show. Um, I can't remember what the hell episode I listened to. Anyway, the point is, you know, I remember that. And, um, yeah, yeah I, now that you bring up the getting some press off the cop thing, that actually is springing a memory. And I don't mm-hmm. think I actually knew that was you. I mm. think I have this memory separate <laughs> from my interaction with yeah. you of going like, oh, wait, fuck, I do kind of remember a podcaster having a cop. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, and so, you know, that happened. And so I, I, you know, I messaged, messaged him and I said, um, you're on the Mercury site right now. And he's like, what what oh, yeah. and i was like dude i don't want to get you fired like if i need to take it down like i don't i don't know what to do and yeah. i was freaking out and uh he he got a little flack for it at the station but not bad yeah. so he was that like was it's good. fine yeah. it's fine so yeah are they is that still up anywhere or no you the whole thing down oh, okay yeah. <laughs> no i'm gonna have the the files still yeah. but it's not it's not live <laughs> yeah yeah it's been an interesting artifact i uh i found not so long ago that my really really old podcast site was still up it's like SoundCloud or something like that. But oh, it was, yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was this show, but it's the early episodes. But like, I, I switched over through two other hosts to where I am now, where I like just hosted myself essentially. And I just kind of 
random. I guess I was probably just Googling myself because, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> and, uh, and I found it was like, oh, that's, that's so incredibly odd that that's there. Yeah. So, you know, these weird artifacts sitting yeah. in the universe. Mm. Yeah, they don't go away. Yeah. So what, what were you afraid of career-wise? Oh, we should probably uh, – do you want to tell everybody what you do? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I run a couple of different businesses. The main one is a video production company. Um, and then I'm really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, and start, I started a, a gi company that's a little anarchy based. Oh, is that, uh, that's your actual company? Yeah. Okay. I saw links to that on what's, what's the, your site? Uh, which one? The video or yeah. the, the video is Story Brand Productions. Story Brand. Yeah. I was trying to pick And that. then, uh, Black Flag Kimonos is, oh, okay. the, yeah. is the gi company. That's a good name. So yeah, yeah. it was great. It's yeah. got, it's got black flags on it and yeah. it's, uh, on the inside it says, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Uh, a little rage against the machine. So, um, yeah. I do, a, I do a, some, I do a few things. So what, uh, what kind of the concerns, because this is something I somewhat share and then also just kind of gave up on. But right. what, what were you concerned with, you know, podcasts interfering with future career plans? Uh, you know, I just, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't like cops. I don't like the state. Yeah. I don't like, uh, religion. I don't like anything that I feel really sort of impedes the human experience, um, and the sovereignty of every human being yeah. to make choices about the way they want to live. I just, I just don't have patience for it anymore. And so, you know, a lot of the things that we were talking about, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that volatile or hostile to say like, yeah, I wish we could abolish the state. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish we fired 70% of the cops and took away their weapon. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, I have reasons for all this stuff. When you hear somebody do that every now and then, you know, it's like, well, that's, that's not good PR. Or that's bad, you know, press or whatever. Um, and so, and because I, I like to keep my options open. You never know if I, you know, if a job comes up that I actually do want to take, um, you know, I don't want those things necessarily to, to yeah. get, get in the way. No, you know, when I'm, when it's just fun, conver- like for me, I just love to do these kinds of things. I just love to sit down and talk to people. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I ever was, you know, I'm going to try to get paid or try to turn it into anything else. I just wanted to talk to people. I mean, I was like, you know what? I can do that without broadcasting it and without maybe future repercussions yeah that future repercussion like you're you're absolutely correct like there's no i have no argument against you except for mm-hmm. the fact that i just don't stop it's, right it is kind of a bullshit yeah. excuse I mean, it is kind of like a, a pussy thing to to worry about and i admit it but it's like it's one of those things where i just go yep you're right <laughs> yeah but it's yeah but it's one thing's you know a pussy thing another thing is like we do need food and and jobs. You know? Sure, we don't we don't live in in some kind of fun right. stateless society where somehow we figure right. this all out. You know, yeah, where everything's gift economy and we don't need money and yeah, yeah, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, you know, and if, if and if we were, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be more. We used vocal. to be. We used to be. We just fucked it up. We we used to be a gift based. Yeah, gift based economy. When when was that? I mean, you know, when you go back to sort of the the, the hunter gatherer oh, okay, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, and even in tribal cultures, you see it all the time. Um, I'm, I'm really good friends with a tribe in Northwest Washington. And, and I think that they carry out this really amazingly well. And that their idea of, of wealth is not who can accumulate the most. It's who can give the most away. And when when you look at these old stories, um, you know, these old nursery rhymes and folk tales and all these things, a lot of the problems that the characters ran into were because they were hoarding gifts. And so the idea was that the more that you accumulated for yourself, the more you were hurting everyone around you and you became actually a problem. And so if there was a guy who's say, you know, he was a lazy hunter or whatever, you know, their idea was that, well, no one gets rich, but no one really gets poor either. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody lives. And, you know, there wasn't money involved. So, you know, if you were a bad hunter or whatever, everyone else kind of had to pick up your slack. And if all you were was a taker, they just took you out one day and you didn't come back. 
Yeah. Uh, because you were a drain and you were a hoarder and you took things and just kept them for yourself. And now we have an entire society based on how much can you hoard. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've just completely flipped it on its head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, I, I much on your side on this. It's just the, I, and I that's why, oh, sorry. And that's why, piece. that's why artists feel so just angsty about selling their work because it's rooted in this idea that that's stuff you give away. Like yeah. that's stuff that you give to people simply because it's a joy to create and it's a joy to receive. And the idea of taking something that we would consider art and turning it into a commodity is like anathema. It's this horrible, yeah. this horrible thing that we, that artists struggle with. And, you know, I was a writer for a while and I just, I had a really hard time with that. And even like doing other stuff that I really love to do, it's hard to go, okay, here's this thing that I made that I poured myself into and now I'm going to go try to turn it into quarters. Yeah. It just feels bad. It feels wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much there. And I've said, and this is an argument I keep having with people and I've actually gotten really frustrated on a lot of occasions and it's not their fault, but when people, there's no, the language is lacking. So when I like, I lament my lack of sales, but only because that's less people looked at it. Like, right. I, like literally, if I had the ability to buy books, like, cause I have to purchase them and then mm -hmm. sell them to people or, I mean, the direct from Amazon ones, yeah. they just come direct from Amazon. But I need, like, I don't have money to do that. If I had money, no one would buy a copy. Right. Like, and I would be like, cool, more people get to read it. Please enjoy, have the yeah. book. Like, I don't think I've ever charged for an ebook when someone asked me for one. It's just right. like, yes, enjoy, have it. Cause I can give that away cause mm -hmm. it's right. digits, you know, it's yeah, ones totally. and zeros. Yeah. Enjoy them. But yeah, there's, there's the unfortunate run in of, well, you need to pay for paper. You know, you need to pay for shipping. Like there's, there are, yeah, there are odd things that go along with it that is like, fuck, I need to afford a roof. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really irritating because yeah. you don't want it. There's a, there's a great thing. I'm kind of not obsessed, but I like Rome a lot. Like the old, ancient Rome. Not okay. that I like them because they were kind of all horrible. Yeah. But they had this, okay, um, great. they had this, they had this system where, uh, the, the kind of the, rich class and it was kind of a form of kind of uh identity slavery almost but like it, it was really close to being something cool is that the rich people would just open their doors for the first two hours and they basically mm. had clients where they just gave them money and these would be like middle oh. class people that just they're not doing so well or like they just couldn't afford stuff so they would just go to agrippa's house and agrippa would be like uh what's going on you know uh Lucius, come, please sit down. He gives Lucius some coins and then the Lucius goes to the next house down and becomes this thing of like yeah. a status symbol of how much money you're giving away. Right. But to them, they kind of did it in like a shitty, like, right. It was, yeah. but it's like, oh, it's that close. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it was so close to being a really good system right there. Like you're describing with the, with the tribe in, in Washington. Like, yeah. oh, it's so close, you know? Yeah. And though Rome probably killed a lot more people and there's a lot more rape and horror, but they're really uh, close with the whole, what you know, are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was great. The, the Renaissance got it there too, like with the, the, uh, the Medici family, where oh, they yeah. would just hire on, like, hey, Da Vinci, get, just go paint some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Like, here, you get to live in this house. As long as you're painting stuff in our name, you just get to be an artist. Right. You know, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I wish that could come back. I mean, those, that's like the only thing, that's the only good thing a pope ever did was just, he was rich and commissioned art. Yeah. And now you have the Vatican. Yeah. And you have all these just priceless stuff in there, which, you know, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's just theirs. But I mean, the fact remains that like they helped make some amazing stuff. They were unfortunately awful human beings otherwise, yeah, yeah. but you know, they, they did commission some beautiful stuff. Yeah. I wish that could come back. Like I, I wish we could somehow start a, some kind of campaign to let this happen that get it in fashion to get 
whoever famous, like whoever Paris Hilton is now, I don't know famous new people's names, <laughs> right. but whoever the new Kardashian, like one of them, if they can become popular instead of wearing nice, uh, you know, clothing, right. they'd be like, oh, look, this is my, my train of artists that follow me. And like, yeah. that one's writing a book and that one's, that one's painting, you know, uh, portraiture and that one's, you know, that one's taking, uh, art yeah. photography instead of, you know, um, snapping, you know, paparazzi shots behind right. me. And that could be a fun thing, you know, all these, trains of beatniks falling people yeah. on red carpets it'd yeah. be fantastic so do you so do you give your ebook away then yeah it's totally free well if you don't know me it's cost money but that's only, like just if somebody just emails me i'll just give it to you like it's oh. i would prefer someone to pay for it just because i'm really poor but like right if someone wants it like yeah i'll just send you it. like it's not like it what is it on me. amazon like three bucks or something no, no, five bucks or something like five that bucks? three two yeah. I, i'm not actually not really sure it's it pretty much whatever number like i had to set it at they've got these weird structured things where if you put your number too low, it offsets other numbers and like your commission rates go different. And I'm mm. shitty with money. So they basically said, charge this much. And I said, all right, yeah, that's what I'm charging. So, but I mean, I guess like when I run into people who, you know, like you do, like it'd be great if more people bought this because then more people saw it. And it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, what's really the difference between $5 and zero? Well, like none. <laughs> in, well, in this case, uh, Amazon didn't let me give it away for zero. I think maybe I, I can now. There's something with new books where you can't give it for oh, really? nothing. And then there's another, there's a whole thing. That's I should weird. really revisit this. Well, it's because. They want their cut, obviously. They're the distributor, but. Yeah, they get their cut. I think maybe the lowest I can do is like a buck. But, uh, I was on the lending library mm. where if somebody that has, uh, Amazon Prime and a Kindle, they just got the book for free. Right. And I got like a chunk of some communal cash oh. that like was basically Amazon put together. And just doled that out to the amount of people that download your book, which mm. I thought was cool. I was like, oh, this is kind of communisty. Like, I like right. this. Like, <laughs> it's kind of sort of paid libraries, but you're still getting free stuff right. if you're on the service. It's like, that's cool. And I think maybe that's why it was free. But no, if anybody at home, AlexCast yeah, Alex at gmail.com or Alex at AlexCast.com, if you want to read it, just email me. I'll send you a PDF. Like, Do it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I have no, it's no skin. Like, if I had money, everybody would have paper copies. Like, I, right. <laughs> it means nothing to me. It's just, unfortunately, I, you know, it costs yeah. a bunch of money to ship dead trees with words on it yeah. across the country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, just get the digital one. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, that's the idea. But that's the fight against the term sales or the fight against readership. Cause yeah. it's, it's weird, you know, it's this amorphous it's term. Like when I, <clears throat> When I started, when I went into, you know, business for myself and started doing things like I'm, I'm not what I would consider a, you know, a salesy, it's hard for me. I don't, I don't like it. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where along, along the lines, you sort of understand that, oh, I'm, I'm doing something that creates value for other people and there's nothing wrong with exchanging money for value because we do it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now it's, it's less of a problem for me. Um, you know, I, I was often trapped in those. Well, this person's cool. They just don't have any money. So I'm just going to do it because it'd be cool to help somebody and it'd be a fun project and da da da. And, and, you know, I still take on some of those. Um, rarely I take, I take those on, but now I just, I really don't have any problem <laughs> saying no to people for that kind of stuff. It's like, I'm sorry you can't afford it. Yeah. You know, come talk to me when you can. Yeah. And just kind of leave it at that because at the end of the day, like it's costing me, you know, I'm using, Fifteen or twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment and forty hours of my time and all this stuff to give them something that they're going to turn around and use to make money. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not just going to do that for charity anymore. Yeah, that's that's where my line is as well. Is with if they're turning it into money, and I hate asking, but like if they're turning it into money, I now actually will charge. Like I have mm-hmm. edited thousands of pages for people yeah. that they ended up making money off of because I was like, eh, whatever, we're friends, I'll just do it. 
But yeah, I kind of had one point. I did like, no, I, yeah, I, I, I want to say I don't have time for this, but I do. I've got nothing but time. But the fact is, like, you're making money off of me. Like, I, I can't right. keep doing this. You know, when it's, you train people to to think that you don't value your time, yeah, and that's how they start to respond to you because it's like, well, obviously he has nothing else to do, and even if that's true, I'd I'd probably rather just sit down and just be with my own brain than spend a bunch of time helping other people do something that they're not going to reciprocate yeah and especially if it's just a cash thing you know right like i felt bad i haven't had to say no for this in a while but actually i've been busy writing the new book and some uh, uh listener slash you know twitter friend uh, asked me if i could look at some poetry he'd written or you mm. know like an, and i was just swamped like i was doing yeah. an editing job for a dude that i was actually getting paid for and then i was writing my book and and I was like, I had to say no, and I felt terrible. I was like, I felt terrible because like, oh, you're actually asking from like a good place, right. you know? You're asking out of yeah, that sucks. Out of like the love of it, and I apologize. And actually, like a month later, I got back to him. I'm like, dude, I have a slow week. If you still have stuff laying around, and he's like, oh, well, thanks for remembering, but no, I already got yeah. it, you know, already got it handled, and everything's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm being um, being somewhat rude here. What a dick! Yeah. What a dick host! I'm being a dick. I'm sorry. On your fucking phone. <laughs> I came yeah. all the way over here. I rode my bike here. I gave you warnings. I have, I have bitch. emergencies <laughs> happening, which that had nothing to do with emergencies. That was, that was somebody putting their kid to bed. That was just some, Tinder, was some new Tinder match or something. Look, I just tell you the truth. I don't know what Tinder is. Um, it's weird. Is that, is that the, is that the, the one for fellas or is that the one for, uh, casual hookups? No, that's the casual hookup one. What's the one for grinder is the one for fellas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I never, th- these are both things that I'm not particularly involved in. Like both gay sex and casual hookups are two things that <laughs> I'm not particularly, like, just not like, no, good for you. Yeah. Like aces, if that's what you're. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no not me. No, yeah. I have a girlfriend. But the, the, but, yeah. the, the, the universal you, the, the royal you. Oh, right. You. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I don't really know any of that stuff. And like, I like back when I was, you know, single, I, I was on the OK Cupid for, for quite some time. Mm. And all it did was make me lose faith in everything that I ever thought. <laughs> like all it did was make, like I, I was so close to just being like, you know what? There's no soul. There's no spirit. There's nothing. We mm-hmm. are just, I'm just going to become a capitalist. Like I fuck right. this. Cause right. I made, um, as an experiment, cause I was getting really discouraged. And, uh, I kept saying to friends, I'm like, well, you know, I've got this dumb, ugly face. Like girls don't respond to that. They like, they like <laughs> muscly tattoo guys. And, and, you know, the argument is, no, of course not. You know, girls aren't right. into look, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So I made the other profile where I answered every question exactly the same. It was mirrored profile, but one is handsome tattoo guy. Right. And the other one was me. Handsome tattoo guy was getting responsive. Oh, <laughs> 50 people looked at you in the last hour. Right. You know, I've got like actual me's one person. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm aware that that's the rules. I like, I get it, but yeah. there's a certain, there is a certain amount of like, you do kind of want to believe in the, the better angels. Well, yeah, but there's no there's no room to be the better angel online. All you're doing yeah. is looking at somebody's picture. Like that's it. Like no one is gonna really read your profile and make a determination about whether or not they're attracted to you, and then look at a picture of you. That's just yeah. never gonna happen. See, I always just read the profile because like OK Cupid used to be like back in the '90s. Like the, their whole thing was like they they had this really complex algorithm that like. It, it was a nerdy way to meet other nerdy people. Oh, that, really? So, yeah, they were, they got famous because like the, the way that they matched people was done on some fancy math thing, like beyond my ability. Like I showed up a little later than that when it now spread to like, you know, sci-fi nerds and, mm. and, you know, weirdos. Yeah. And it was, it was a beautiful thing because you would actually get like your profile read. And mm. now I think it's just because it's so popular, it has just become another, which is fine. I mean, that's how people right. meet. Like, you know, I do have to admit, I don't live in a fantasy world of, of you know people actually falling in love based on personality but it's 
it would be nice to believe. So I don't join any of those things. So <laughs> well, and then you know the the smartphone influence where we're just used to swiping. Like you're just literally judging people at the speed of your thumb. Yeah, that's that's the one that that was the one that deleted my account was when that yeah. feature was introduced, and I was like, yeah, and you're like, oh, this is so crazy. Fuck. And for me, I like I've never, uh, I mean, Facebook's coming handy occasionally when it comes to like finding somebody, but I like the chase. Like I like the per- the in person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to sit down and look at somebody's picture and say. Oh, I'm interested in you, and then hope they write. Like I, that's stupid. Yeah. That's just so pathetic to me that it's like this is what we've come to. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I hope they like me. Too. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. Just go outside and talk to somebody. <laughs> that's it's not hard. This is yeah. This is the the struggle uh, for me. I th- thank Christ. I, I, I met my lady friend because she listened to the show. So mm. she's like, oh, I know your personality. Right. Which is really, I mean, that's super gratifying because then I don't have to say hi to random people because I'm, I'm a little <laughs> nervous with that because. Really? Gen- well. You say hi. Random. No, it's not the same hi part is what happens next because generally I'll start having the conversations I like to have. Rarely do the conversations I like to have right. and the conversations that the average person I just said hi to want to have. Yeah. They don't exactly overlap all that right. much. Like. No, I haven't seen that show. What's your thoughts on occultism? You know, it's, you know, I don't, it's, no, I know, I don't know that South Park episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, you're just not into small talk like a lot of people. I mean, I, I mean, like, I like small, small talk, talk, but I just don't know the, the references. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like above TV. Like, there's some shows I watch, but like, I don't know, I don't know the touchstones. I don't know how to, I like, I'm fine talking about the weather, but if, if, if it's, it's going to be warm this week and that's the conversation, no, I don't. I'll just go do anything else right yeah. now. Like there's, 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 a, there's a litany of like, I have a, I have a magical box both in my pocket and in front of me that I can access the totality of the information ever yeah, available. Ever. I, I, I just can't listen to the sports scores from you. Like right. I, I, I'll watch a game with you. That's kind of fun, but I can't, I can't. Yeah. No, I don't know that they got traded. It's, yeah. I, yeah. I get that. That's why I just dive in. I just start asking really just incredibly personal questions. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. And, yeah. And just keep them talking. That's it. You just. Asking questions and keep them talking. Yeah. I'll just stick with my technique of I'll just keep doing a podcast and then uh, once every three and a half years, someone will find me interesting enough to approach me. I think it, it's working out so far. You know, yeah. I'm, very, I'm a very patient man. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you have that skill, that's great. I'm, yeah. I'm not, but yeah. No, I'm not patient at all. I just, yeah. um, that's the, um, and one of those old adages I always love when people go, oh, you know, when you stop looking, that's, you know, that's when you find mm-hmm. one. And uh, I like it was like no, I stopped like a year and a half, like two years ago. No, yeah. it's, mm, it's, it's not something. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, your 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 aphorisms are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no truth in your art, sir. <laughs> so what uh, what kind of art are you into? You know, for your sake, you know. I mean, I guess it's all for your sake. But I mean, for you know your personal gratification. Uh, probably my favorite is writing. Um, I've always kind of self-identified as a writer, which to other writers is probably. Uh, like I think that's probably kind of jokey because I really don't write a lot. Yeah. Um, but I do write. Um, and that's probably when I sit down and to actually try to create something, that's the most fulfilling aspect of it for me. But I like to paint. I like to, um, you know, I do video work, which sometimes I'll play around with. Um, I do a lot of photography. Um, I'm not, I'm not an interpretive dancer. I don't, yeah. ex- I don't express myself through my body like that. Well, you got a, you got that life dancer's frame. I, I kind of thought you might have been into it. <clears throat> no, I'm really, like, I'm really into jujitsu and I love, you know, the aspect of, of everything about that sport for sure. But, um, I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not good at dancing either. And it bothers me to a level like, cause it's not that 
I don't want to dance. I feel no urge to dance. Yeah, me neither. Other than occasionally whilst doing dishes or something and a song yeah. comes on and it's more so idiotic movements from, right. from <laughs> kitchen to counter or something. But it bothers me that I'm so inept at it. I don't like being horrible at something that seems like <laughs> I should be able to understand it. Yeah. Like, there's some things that have to accept that. I don't have the time or the desire to get good at. Right. But dancing, it feels like, man, like everybody knows how to do that. What the mm-hmm. hell is it? Like, I'm, at times I've been like athletic in my life. Like I used to skateboard a lot. I was a semi-professional disc golfer. Like <laughs> there's not like these are like high athletics, but it's still, I'm not uncoordinated. I like, I can't remember the last time I fell. Like you can be a professional disc golfer. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> really? there's like tours and stuff. I thought yeah. you were fucking around. Like, no, no, no. I was, uh, oh, I was number one, nine, four, nine, three in the professional disc golfers association. Wow. Yeah. But I was never like good. I just uh You can I, be like the semi pro of Well no, because there's like golfing. actual people that are like ridiculously good. Like wow. holy crap, they're like amazing at it. I, I just no like I just like saying played semi professionally because <clears throat> one time I could have taken cash in a tournament and I would have officially been a professional. Oh. If I had known how little years I had left playing that game on a serious level, yeah. I should have just taken it just because I could have oh, yeah. said at one point I was I was a I was a professional athlete at one point <laughs> in my life. You know. <laughs> Wow, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a super complex and nuanced thing. It's really weird. Yeah. There's uh, there's infighting. There's 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 drama and intrigue. It's really funny. Really? Uh, yeah. It's I've been I've been I've been played at a serious <laughs> level in forever. But I used to be friends with uh, the guy that just won the like the world championship like last year, two years ago. We, he and I were pretty wow. close. Yeah, we we actually have a course record together in, in West Milford, New Jersey, oh, I mean, wow. playing a doubles <laughs> doubles round. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, we're good stuff. You know, so jujitsu is another thing that I'm I'm kind of interested in. Oh, or, yeah. Well, one I like watching it because I think it's kind of fascinating because yeah. I like I like UFC uh, and I call it UFC. I know, but fuck it, that's right. what I, I don't watch other ones. Right. Like, that's the one yeah, I yeah. watch. But uh, and I'll, I'll watch a I'll watch jujitsu matches every now and again if it's a, like I watch the uh, uh, Gracie versus uh, um, Hoyler, Hoyler versus Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo, thank yeah. you. Um, Metamorphosis. Yeah, it's yeah. like kind of, kind of amazed. But here's, here's just, and this is the really dumb question. How do you get over just being so all up in dude sweat and feet and grossness? I don't know. I mean, I, I wrestled in high school and I've always been into grappling oh, so, and stuff. So it's, to me, it's not a weird thing. Yeah. See, I kind of wish I had wrestled yeah. in high school just so I didn't have, cause this is like a main, all I think about is staph infection and a dude's foot in my <laughs> face. Like that's well, like all I can't get my fucking, and I like, mean, <laughs> some gyms have problems with that. Like if, yeah. they, if they don't clean. Very yeah, well. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd have to be, you know, we disinfect the mats and we make sure that if people show up and they have smelly ass geese, you know, hey, fuck off. Go yeah, yeah. watch your stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you got to take care of that stuff. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's not anything that, uh, that for me is a barrier. And I, and I think for most people that once they start doing it, it, it becomes pretty second nature. Um, yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, grappling is human. It's, it's been around as long as we have and probably yeah. before. So, you know, every, basically every animal out there at some point grapples like that's just what they do and they come into contact with things and i don't know it's you you stop thinking about it <clears throat> when when i first started you know because you have these these giant heavy pajamas on that you're rolling around in and it's hot and you're sweaty and you're not used to like somebody being on top of you crushing your body you can't breathe all these things and people when they start a lot of times they they just panic they get claustrophobic and they tap yeah because it's just like they just freak out they're not actually being submitted by anything painful they just mentally they just freak out yeah and i had just, two older brothers i know i know yeah, exactly yeah. what that's yeah. like yeah. and so you just you get used to being in just horrible yeah horrible positions a lot and then pretty soon it just it's no big deal anymore see weirdly enough that's the, that's what attracts me about like i like the idea of i like the idea of having to deal with suffocation anxiety i like the idea mm-hmm. of it's almost like what I really want in my life right now is I want to have uh, a, a a 
monitored psychedelic trip. Like yeah. I want to have like a psychologist be in a room or, or just like somebody that's really good at that shit. Some yeah. kind of guru type and just be there and guide me through. Like that's yeah. what, and I feel like, like LSD it, or, or just uh, mushrooms DMT mainly. Cause something. I had, a, I had a massive, uh, uh, ego death experience when I was young on mushrooms. And okay. I think it took me a really long time to learn my lesson. And I kind of want to go back and see what's up. But like I, I like I'm I'm need to pay rent and I can't have a full psychotic episode. So, you know, but that's oddly enough, jujitsu is like the kind of that same thing where it's in a safe environment. You can kind of mimic your death anxiety, you know, yeah. you and I think there's a certain I don't know, as, a, as an anxious person, I think there's a certain attraction, at least to me, because I don't like being bad at shit. Right. So the idea that I'm anxious over stuff kind of I mean, bothers mm-hmm. me because of, I'm anxious at shit, but it also yeah. bothers me like, oh, what, how weak is your head? Like, come on, right. let's get the shit straight. But, uh, the, yeah, jujitsu is one of those things I've thought about a bit. Cause yeah. you don't fuck your brain up, which is good. Yeah. You and know? well, you strengthen it. It's, yeah. it's really amazing. Like, I've been doing it for six years and I think that one of the greatest things about it is that I still get my ass kicked all the time. Like, I lose all, like, you lose for years and years yeah. and years and years and that's what you do. And you have to start to redefine it. You have to redefine what success means. And so, you know, when you're a white belt and you're brand new and you suck at it, uh, you know, your idea of success is never going to be, oh, I beat Mike. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. It's just not. But, well, I lasted 10 seconds longer against him today than I did yesterday. That's a victory. That's, yeah. that's progress. That's success. That's great. You know what I mean? You still lost and that still happens to me. You know, I measure myself when I fight black belts. It's like, well, I made them earn it. Like they don't just get it for free anymore. They, they earn it. And so the great thing about it is that like even the other day I was, I was rolling in. Uh, I was really tired and I hadn't been training very much and I fought a, a big guy, um, big guy and he's good. And he was just smashing me. And I got to a point where we were like a minute into a five minute round and I just, I couldn't breathe. Like he had yeah. me just wrapped up in my chest. Like I couldn't, I couldn't catch a breath and I started to freak out. And I was like, Oh my God, this is just like when I was a white belt. And I was like, wait, I've done this a million times. Just like, calm down. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to pass out. That's it. So just relax. And pretty soon, you know, I, I was okay. I didn't, I couldn't go full speed before I had to kind of play it safe and sort of monitor my movements and that. But the round ended. I didn't quit. I fought, you know, you do the stuff. And, and to me, that was the, that was completely worth it. I was like, that was six, six years of effort for that one moment where you go, nope, you're okay. Yeah. Just don't freak out. Just ride it out. Just, you're going to be okay. Uh, and that mental capacity to me is the, the great, I mean, it's fun to choke people out and like, you know, do all that stuff yeah, but for me it's it really is the mental aspect of it no that's the word that attracts me the same thing attracts me about chess is when mm-hmm. you said like lasting 10 seconds longer is <clears throat> something my friend dustin in chess uh pretty often like last year or so and i went from i mean i maybe had played nine games of chess in my life and he plays like a lot to the point that like i beat him a couple times mm. and one i mean let's one was just he just really made a mistake right and not like i th- I think it may have been like a glug glug kind of mistake right. not a not a, not a, i didn't see alex's strategy but i did i did start finding a certain joy of like lasting longer you know in in certain games and then yeah. obviously sometimes it's just like oh wow you just complete like oh i'm the dumbest human being right. that ever existed because you watch one moving up oh, f- oh really yeah. really oh, oh god i'm an idiot you yeah know? and I, I think that's I, there's i like that kind of equivalency to, to jujitsu at least from what yeah. i can see from you know watching uh, watching good people roll you know well it's called like kinetic ch- kinetic chess is yeah. the idea that it's it's really like this 3d chess fight all because it's happening whether you're upside down right side you know sideways backwards forwards it's always happening and you're always either countering or attacking at 
all times and sometimes both at the same time because uh, you have four limbs and you you know you're doing different things all at the same time with them um and so yeah you really are constantly thinking like how do i get one second ahead of this person like it's it really is a game of you know millimeters it's like i just need to get one second ahead of them every minute so that at the end of 10 minutes i'm taking i'm 10 seconds ahead and i win yeah. uh and so it really is i mean it's it is a thinking like in the moment it, it really is a lot of muscle memory and that kind of stuff but it is a it is a and I shouldn't overplay it because a lot of morons are really good at jujitsu, but like, yeah. it is a, a very thoughtful sport. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, you know, we also have to accept that we're using a very colloquial term. We say it's, it's like chess. The only thing that's like chess is go. That's it. There's nothing. <laughs> I don't know that, what that is. Oh, it's just, it's, it's actually like <clears throat> exponentially more com- complicated than chess. Like, no computer can beat somebody that's even remotely decent at go. Really? Like, yeah. It's, it's this giant board. It's like a hundred, but no, it's. Fuck you, deep blue. You know, Deep Blue would be a child. I could be Deep Blue. Like, literally, I could be Deep really? Blue. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, I think it's 50 by 50 board, and you put little pebbles in. Have you ever seen the movie um, Pie with uh, Darren Aronofsky? No, I haven't, no. Um, that's the only movie that the game's ever in. It's just a giant hmm. board, and you basically put white or blue, uh, white or black uh, pebbles on the intersections of, so I guess there's like maybe a thousand intersections or something. Oh. And then, essentially, you try to surround their piece to take it. But the the exponential nature of how many moves, you know, like, that old thing of, like, if you put one grain of rice on one square of the chessboard than two then you know oh, right like and it's like more grains of rice than can be produced in japan like sure. if you did that with with uh with a go board it's more atoms than there are in the universe by halfway oh, through shit. the board All like right. it's okay. it's it's insanely insanely complicated but yeah so that and that in chess are the only things that are like chess but you know when you hmm. when you use you know just play a lot yeah. of poker and they're like you know, this is very much like chess. It's like, yeah, it is, but it's, I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on, guys. Like, that's, yeah. eh, like, I'm, I'm very good at backgammon. Right. Like, I'm a very good backgammon okay. player. Like, I, if anybody sits like a grandmaster backgammon player, I will win a few games against them. I'm very good at it. Disc golf and backgammon. But backgammon you, you went, ain't you chess. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I, I don't like normal things. It's, I don't mean to. It's just the thing. Somebody showed me how to play backgammon one time. I was like, oh, this makes sense to me. It just, I just immediately <laughs> understood the, the concepts. It just mm-hmm. made sense. But, uh, then people go, oh, you know, it's very much like chess. Like, I mean, it is. And, in a really, you're stretching. There's white for, and black pieces. Yeah, you're stretching <laughs> for it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of thought, and I get, you know, it's the psychology of the other person, and it's mm-hmm. a battle overboard. It's an ancient game, but nah, nah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm half an idiot, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at backhand, but like, it's, it's not chess, you know. Yeah. The, we have a call if you want to listen to it. Sure. This is from uh, Escondido, California. Hey, Alex, it's ready from the loudest geeks in the room. I'm just wondering, what's your opinion about the fervent display of nationalism that's coming up for your 4th of July? Cheers. Look forward to your response. Oh, I guess, um, I guess, uh, Escondido, uh, uh, Escondido, California is a Google voice number. Because that's Chris Reddy from Loudest Geeks of the Room, and he's yeah. very much a Torontonian or somewhere oh. over there. Okay. I know nothing about Canada. Well, isn't it Canada Day? Like, yesterday? Today? Canada Day? I yeah, don't know. I think there was a Canada Day. Well, either way, um, so I don't know if you're talking about our nationalism, but I don't know about you, but I hate the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> I like that I get the day off of work, but sure. I think nationalism is somewhat embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the idea of American exceptionalism is really embarrassing. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with people being proud of where they're from. Um, I don't. I don't get wrapped up in the idea of like... <clears throat> You know, I don't, I don't cheer for the United States government under any circumstances yeah. ever. But, you know, I, th- I mean, people are geographically based. We make connections to places. I have, you know, there are places on the planet that I feel 
deeply rooted to. Uh, and I'm proud of those places. And I don't, I don't think that it's a big, big deal for people to be rah, rah, rah. You know, we're from the U.S. I think it is a big problem for people to go rah, rah, rah. We're from the U.S. and therefore better than everybody else who wasn't born here. That's just stupid. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's think really, you're putting a pin on it. Yeah, it's really yeah. dumb. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of what the 4th of July is, is exactly that. Um, it is kind of this embodiment of, you know, because my dad's sperm was on this side of the hemisphere. Yeah. Like suddenly I'm a better person. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I mean, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? It's like, you're just a dumb human being. Yeah. This is stupid. Stop it. Um, but you can't, you can't, it's just, you know, and we're taught that from birth that we're number one, we're number one at everything. And that's the thing that kills me, you know, all this stuff. And you're like, you know, we're the freest people ever. And you're like, I don't know. People in France have it pretty good. Yeah. You know, and I've never heard a, Canadian be like, man, I I wish we had your health care, man. It's demonstrably demonstrably false is the problem. Like Like, no one in Estonia would be like, man, I wish we had your internet speeds because they'd kill us at that stuff. We're we're not number one in like everything. I mean, we're not like well incarceration rates. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in empire building. We're pretty good at that. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I realize. Yeah, we brought back Rome at some point. That's why I'm hoping for this whole system of where yeah, we're not into like open air crucifixions yet, but. Oh, we're close. We're we're, yeah, we're right there. We but, just have cops running around shooting people. Yeah, no, it's and and showing the video on TV. So it's not right. it's not all that all that far away. It's there's Bill Hicks had a great bit about that where he's he's in the ethereal, ethereal plane going fucking Paris, fucking Paris <laughs> to his parents. But you know he they ended up in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I love him. Yeah, so no Fourth of July. I'm I'm fine. Like I'm not against being proud of where you're from on like a on a on a jokey kind of half-hearted level sure not on a like anything that makes that brings tears to your eyes like like when people do that they cross their heart and and say the pledge or or the national anthem and they start tearing up yeah that just that just one rings really false to me and two puts a like that's like some kind of like death cult like that's like there's something scary about that to me yeah it it can certainly take a creepy level but the thing is that i think i think that is a very primal that is a very primal thing coming out in us um unfortunately it's been turned against us you know what yeah. i mean like the the idea of kind of like i'm gonna defend my people this kind of a thing um i think that's really really normal um and it's just like you know nationalism religion like all these things play on things that are very human like they're very they're okay they're not bad things they've just been twisted into you know that through you know propaganda and like brainwashing through school systems and that kind of stuff it's been turned into a a, a mode of control rather than yeah Something that's good for everybody. Yeah, see, I'd be, I'd be completely okay with that if it weren't the, you know, the, the Star Spangled Banner national, I think that's the name of the national anthem, right? Yeah. That's, that's the actual <laughs> yeah. name of the song. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it just sounded weird, but I mean, it's, it's a song, it's, it's a poem about a battle. I mean, there's death in it, there's explosions. I mean, well, it's, yeah, but that, that was the birth of the nation. Like, I mean, it, I, yeah, it's just, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't, oh, yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't, we have I, a, we have I don't a, want to celebrate death anymore. I was raised Catholic. Oh, I had enough of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we have a, we have a death fetish. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of, I, I don't, I'm not going to start ranting about anarchy or whatever, but I mean, that's, you know, when you have a, a system that is unilaterally enforced on you simply because you were born here, you have no say in it. And it is enforced at the point of a gun. Like, everything about our lives is, built around violence the threat the potential threat of violence and we have a death fetish we love it and that's why you know you can show people just dying by the score but you can't show people having sex yeah like even in a loving way like you know you can't show love but you can show kill everything in sight yeah that's no big deal and that's we have a death fetish it's just that's part of our 
heritage, unfortunately. Um, and we're really good at it. Like we, we fucking are awesome at killing things. We're really, we're really good at it. Yeah. We invented like space robots that fly around without people in them to blow up other people on the other side of the right. planet. Like, yeah, we're, we are, we are awesome at killing. Yeah. Like, that is true. Like we are the fucking sharks of the, of the, would, the terra firma. I would prefer that we just owned it. You know what I mean? I would way rather that like the president or, you know, any, Anyone in the military, whatever, when they stand up, I don't want to hear some nonsense about how, like, they're protecting my freedom because it's not, you know what I mean? It's just, it's so ridiculous to be like, you know what? We bought some new toys. We want to go over there and fuck up some brown people. Watch this. We're going to kill some wedding people. Like, yeah, we just enjoy it. Just say it. Just be like, look, we think this is fun and it keeps us in power and rich. So we're going to blow the shit out of stuff. Yeah, I would love the honesty. And it would give, like, I think that would lead a really nice, like, expatriate community where... The people that leave, once we start making those proclamations, once we mm-hmm. actually start doing the public executions and admit to it, like, no, this is yeah. great. Like, my dick is so hard. I just Spectacle. Blew, I yeah. just blew four weddings this weekend, yeah. you know? Like, so the people that leave the country, like, there'll be these, like, amazing expatriate communities of, like, oh, please come in. No, you're the soulful ones. No, you're right. you're leaving the bad man. And, like, yeah. we could have, like, we could have, like, Hugonia where everybody's, like, really pleasant <laughs> and, like, all because America's got some fucking awesome people in it. Like, I've met some For amazing sure. Americans. Oh, yeah. The, the, the 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 loud gun ones like the the death the ones i yeah. just like ugh, i want to go somewhere else yeah. and maybe if we finally just admitted to being rome like if we finally just went let's fucking have this totally spectacle. i mean i i would i would i could respect that i could be like okay that's your thing like i i think it's gross but like at least you're willing that you're a man to stand up and say yeah. it and that's why i think that you know people should be allowed to enlist like instead of the you know to the united states government just enlist for halliburton just be honest about it yeah. Be like, I'm enlisting to go fight for Monsanto. Like, at least it would be intellectually honest, and it would at least cause people to go like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want to go die for a lie. Maybe this is ridiculous. And I think that it would change the conversation, which is why it's never going to happen, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, let's not, pre- let's, let's not pretend here. Like, you can just follow the trails of money. Billions of dollars go into that, you know, the famous military industrial complex. Like, all this stuff. Just be honest about it, because no one... and. And I don't have any problem with, you know, troops. Like, I, I do think a lot of them have noble intent, for sure. Um, some of them are just douchebags with nothing else to do. Some of them want to just go watch somebody die. Uh, you know, and I think that it's it's representative of every other walk of life. There are good people and bad people in it all the time. But just because you throw on a uniform doesn't make you some kind of hero just because you have a uniform. And it's like, look, let's just let's just come clean with the whole thing. And be yeah. like, look, if you're one of those guys with a death fetish and you have a giant murder boner and you want to go fight for Lockheed Martin, knock yourself out. Raise yeah. your hand and swear in. Go. Yeah. And I'd be on it. Like, I'm not joining, but at least I would be on their team. Like, yeah, all right. Like, right. I know what – because I, I get really uncomfortable because, like, I've I've had m- many friends that have been in the military. And a lot of them come out the other side. It's A lot of military people do all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And their heads all turn sideways. Yeah. And they thought they joined for something. Yeah. And it wasn't there. And there's a certain amount of, like, for my side of, of, I don't want to do the, I mean, I would never say it to him, but there's a certain amount of, like, well, what the fuck were you looking at before you joined, dude? Yeah. We're the same age. Like, I knew, I knew that. Like, and it's, and it sucks because yeah. it's like, my friend's hurting and I'm, you know, but mm-hmm. there's this, like, this odd dynamic. But if they were, if there was truth, you know, because it's like, yeah. dude, you just got tricked. It, like, you just lost, you know, what, four, eight years of your life yeah. to, to a cause you, that wasn't the one. Ah, oh, it's like, yeah. it's really, it's a painful thing and it's, it's, that's yeah, so yeah let's just admit it you know mm-hmm. just we're making money like we can't afford to end this war because it it, it makes us too much money we need right. we need to keep making armament and and you know whatever other words for military stuff right. that i don't know that you know <laughs> m 
dash 42 dash whatever uh <laughs> sidewinder st- stealth drones yeah thing, yeah which, i mean it's an interesting thing when you know if your economy requires just mass death and suffering on the world like yeah. maybe maybe it's time to to not have that economy well this goes back this goes back to my, the rome thing we're doing rome's footsteps yeah they stretch yeah. the board it's it's when rome crossed into britain and they just they were too stretched and they just had to start inventing places to war with mm-hmm. and they just you know there were the money wasn't there and just the world started hating them more and more and like yeah. all certain things started collapsing in and it's like fuck come on guys we, we did you know we we named a lot of our shit after rome we know yeah. you know you're aware of their history like right. how, how are we doing this again well it's that thing that c.s lewis called chronological snobbery the idea that, you know, that's how things were back then. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. not how it is now. And that's why, you know, when you look back at, you know, American presidents and leaders and stuff, and it turns out that they were all just fucking war criminals. Oh, yeah. And we go, well, yeah, but that was 50 years ago. You know, it's just, <laughs> things are different now. You know, it's just this thing. I don't know yeah. why, but it's people who's like, oh, well, we're better than that now. And that, you know, you can't, you couldn't do that kind of stuff today. And it's like, well, I mean, all right. But, yeah. yeah. Except for that it's obviously happening right now. Yeah. Like the, well, that's the, the, yeah, in, <laughs> it's the same thing with the state. Like, show me any example of a state that didn't trend towards tyranny. That's why it's called a revolution because it keeps yeah. happening over and over and over again. Like, it starts out small. People have tons of freedom. They probably create tons of stuff, create a bunch of wealth. The government goes, hey, I want my cut. They get in. It starts to swell. Da, da, da. Pretty soon, you know, government's too big. People are being oppressed. Government has lose control, so it enacts these just like totalitarian police state kind of stuff. And pretty soon, everything's burning. Yeah. And then you start over again, and you just do it over and over and over again. And it's like, hey, why? Like yeah. we have ten thousand years of written history, like that shows this is a terrible, terrible yeah, idea. Yeah. It doesn't work. Tons of people die. A few people get super rich. Everybody else gets fucked. Like maybe we stop. Maybe we try yeah. something else. But no, this is the greatest system of all time. Like, all right. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the um, one of the Norwegian uh, up there countries yeah. that were actually shutting down their prisons because they didn't have enough people to put the, yeah. put in there. What the fuck? Yeah. Like that's on the same planet. Let me the same planet. That's like a six-hour flight from the fucking from, right. You know, like it's it's what the. F- and we have private prisons with yeah. guaranteed uh, vacancy rates or yeah. like whatever they are, but like we guarantee that. You will be ninety nine percent full at all at all times. Yeah, I mean it's a, just a quota. It's a quota for private prisons. Yeah, it's it's it, it's crazy. It, this it, this whole country it, and and you know what I mean. I I've met amazing people all over. So it's not like I'm this America hater. I just hate the government. Yeah, there are amazing people in the United States. There are so many amazing people, but there are a lot of terrible ones, uh, and a lot and a lot of them unfortunately gravitate towards politics and power. Yeah, which is why you have these people. To do what they do because that's where people like them go to play and we keep getting screwed by it and now i just kind of go like why is it unreasonable for me to go like hey let's let's stop this let's not try it did you see do you listen to the joe rogan podcast yeah i haven't i haven't heard recent ones but yeah um, i used to be a very regular listener. steve hilton uh was on the other day and he it was one of those scandinavian yeah <laughs> countries where uh one of the cities they removed all um traffic guidelines whatever like yeah. they remove the stop signs the lines on the street are gone no stoplights nothing everything's gone no speed limit signs nothing um and traffic actually dramatically improved because what they find is that when you place human beings into a situation and then you make them relate to each other through technology they hate each other yeah because it's like you're running a red light therefore i fucking hate you yeah rather than like hey there's four of us coming up to this thing generally humans don't want to hurt each other so let's all be careful yeah um 
and it's just fascinating. I think that when you, when you take away this stuff and obviously, you know, the whole like, well, how do you get rid of government without these giant corporations just taking over? Well, you don't have corporations without government. It doesn't exist. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, and so one of these things, like when you see these experiences where you go, Hey, people can actually fend for themselves. They can actually make decisions that are good. They can actually do things without being told what to do and everything runs just fine. And I just think that we should do more of that. I, yeah, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I just have a hard time understanding how, and this is just a fault of mine, is I have a hard time understanding how a cell phone can get produced or like how we could have any of the kind of sure. the wonders in this room, although from six years ago at this point, but th- th- any of this could possibly still be created in a world of, of a little, of, less of not restrictive horrors like it seems like Mm -hmm. technology comes from restrictive horrors and i kind of love technology like Mm -hmm. like this this whole thing's amazing like we're talking to the the world right now it's incredible but i don't i don't see how that can still happen if we kind of do away with corporations like that's that's apple and that's you know well i think we'd probably have a conversation about um the difference between can doing something and should we do something yeah uh you know like everything we're talking into came from just death and suffering. Yeah. Uh, and just the rape of the planet, the rape of people, the rape of humanity. I mean, you have people working in buildings where there's safety nets all around them because too many people are killing themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? We ask, I think we have to start asking these questions. And the problem is that we don't because we can pass the buck because we go like, well, I voted for that guy. He's supposed to take care of human rights problems. It's, I'm not in, I, it's not my job. I can't take care of human rights. Well, why not? Well, because I vote for that guy. And then he's supposed to take care of it. But the problem is that Apple pays his salary yeah. to get reelected. So he's not really going to do anything. Well, you know, it's out of my hands. I'll just wait till I can vote for the next guy who's going to get bought out. So I do think that we would have a lot more intentional discussions about the lives that we lead because the fact is that everything about our lives is, is really not normal. Yeah. It's not sustainable. And I, I don't really like that word, but you know what I mean? It, it's not sustainable. You can't keep making stuff like this for forever. You just run yeah. out. You can't. So, you know, what do you do when that happens? And I just feel like, you know, we're going to get there and crash and burn, or we could maybe take some smart steps to start weaning ourselves off of some of these things. And I do think that, you know, those arguments of, well, yeah, cause there's always somebody, well, man, who's going to build roads? It's like, dude, really? Like you need a giant government that's out blowing everything up around the world so that somebody will build you a road. Yeah. Like, I feel like that could still happen for sure. And, and, you know, maybe certain things won't happen and there are things that we like, but, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's worthwhile trade if, you know, brown people aren't getting drone striked for going to a wedding, but yeah. we can't have computers. Like, I would, I would consider that a worthwhile trade. And I don't think we have to make that trade. Um, but if we did, I'd be like, yeah, I can, I can handle that. Yeah. I would like to see that I would like it if we could not make that. Cause I really do like technology a lot. It allows me sure. to kind of live a much more fruitful life than I was doing previous to you know, having the ability to contact a lot of people at once, totally. you know, but, um, I also like, and I have a cell phone and I have computers. Yeah. Like I, I kind of feel myself like, as I'm saying it, like my kind of argument, it, I feel like I'm hearing anytime someone yells at me about being vegetarian where, <laughs> where the, it's like, oh, I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm arguing for meat right now. Like right. it's exactly what I'm using, you know, and I'm having like this cognitive dissonance where it's like, but I really like computers and right. shit. Like I, you know, I'm dating a girl from fucking New York right now. And that's possible yeah. because of computer. Like right. this is, this is an amazing thing. But then kind of back in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm just telling you how delicious steak is, aren't I? Like that's what <laughs> right. I'm doing right now. Like I'm fucking, it's like I can't you know? see boobs for 3000 miles away, but a bunch of people died. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, there's a kind of, but I mean, even, even beyond like just a direct, like, uh, like girlfriend aspect, but like just the, like, 
if we want to get to Star Trek, you know, this is this is how we go there. Like mm-hmm. this is how the the kind of the bonds that separate us are dissolving, and we get to actually be right. like some kind of world community. But also, you're right. I mean, it's built on the back of fucking of child labor. That's you know, in some yeah. mine, some horrible place somewhere, with yeah. a guy with a De Beers tattoo on his forehead, whipping them <laughs> right. with some kind of laser. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's a it's a hard conversation. And one of the things that people come at me about is like, well, what about this? 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 And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. And I think that's. One of the things that validates the idea of anarchy so much is that nobody has a one-size-fits-all idea that works, but we keep trying them, and they don't. Um, so I think that, you know, the idea that, you know, it's hard enough, I think, for people to govern their own lives, which for me is ample evidence that they're even less <laughs> yeah. able to tell millions what to do rather than themselves. Uh, so, you know, I mean, maybe... You know, maybe we wouldn't have all this stuff. Maybe we would. Uh, maybe we'd figure out a way to do it better or smarter. Or maybe we'd, you know, do it through voluntary means. Maybe a bunch of Asians would love to be horribly depressed until they're suicidal to make us stuff. And they would voluntarily enter into that. I'm, I'm going to go with no. But well, hey, it's possible. I don't, I don't know. Wait a second. Because if you make that same argument about literature, there's thousands of me's out there that are suffering. <laughs> we kill ourselves daily. To produce work. Right. Like, but poetry would be gone if it wasn't for depression and, and, sure. and, and, uh, you yeah. know, and unfulfilled love. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe I am a little Asian kid building a maybe, phone. You know? Maybe. Maybe they, yeah, they're like, I'm into this. Yeah. I love pain and suffering. Yeah. Come on. Look at, look at the new apps, Shin Young. Look at them. Look, you can swipe sideways and upwards. Look what I made. I'm yeah. going to kill myself. How great is this? Come yeah. on. I'm so Come unfulfilled. on. You only yeah. have to have 15 more hours and you get your 30 minute break. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I love the, I love the kind of the anarchists, like, on a romantic level, I do. I just, it just seems like we've, we've structured, like, humans have structured themselves enough times at this point, and obviously I'm wrong, but just, it feels like we're, we could get it right, like, we, not this time. Yeah. But we're so close, but I just don't want to watch it blow up again, because, like, right. you know, after Rome fell, like, we go into the dark, and it's just horrible, and then just, it's awful, and we lose so much, like, brilliant shit that could have helped us, you know? The, the, us keeping a linear movement forward seems to be the only way that we, that we get off this rock, that we have some chance of, of, of doing something with this, with. Technology was supposed to set us all free. You know what I mean? It was supposed to set us all free. And it didn't. And, you know, I mean, 50 years ago, if people saw this, they'd be like, oh my God, that's utopia. You obviously, nobody has to work or do anything because everything's right at your fingertips. And And you're like, no, everybody's broke. Foreclosures are through the roof. We're poor. Everybody's working tons of jobs. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I, the the idea of a technological utopia to me um, is entirely false, and I think that at this point we're in what I would call a, a progress trap, which basically is that we create technology, and it is amazing, and people are awesome at it, and I think that we're just na- like we want to make stuff. That's just what we do, and and we build things, and it's exciting. But the problem is that you have these massive unintended consequences, and suddenly you're like, uh oh, we have now this giant problem that technology created. Well, let's create an even more powerful technology to solve that problem. And yeah. then this new technology has an even bigger set of, so it's like, you're kind of running into this thing where it's like, each new technological leap is so much more powerful than the last one, that you have to keep inventing these just unbelievable things almost to like, try to solve what's already been screwed up. And yeah. I don't know how you get off that ship. And then at some point, you know, that next generation of computer down starts calling itself Yahweh and floods the world <laughs> to fix the problem that, 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 that it was, it was right. the solution to. Right. You know, and then a lot of his chosen people on, on the, on the I arc. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I hold it. I admit that I could be, I could be one hundred percent wrong about any of this stuff. I, I, I totally could be. I just don't. When I look at big picture stuff, and I look at kind of the history of mankind, and and where we've been, and where we've gone, and where we're probably going to, it, it, I just don't think it's all that rosy. Yeah, I mean, I certainly don't disagree with anything. I just my my disposition probably is just slightly better in that not better, but a, a slightly rosier outlook because mm-hmm. it just seems, to me it seems like we have a chance to stay on the razor's edge. Like we're blowing everything up and destroying everything, but we're like, if you just get to Mars first, then I'm just using space as <laughs> an example. No, honestly, like because there's 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 asteroids floating around that are made of precious minerals. Like sure. there's there's the abundance of the universe is is totally. is. An arm's length from us. Yeah. And we're literally having, you know, not to use the G word, but we're having God shower us with the shit we need to make iPhones. Mm-hmm. And we're just, just that monkey arm away from touching <laughs> right. the obelisk, you know? So. So one of them slams into us and wipes out all life. But, but, but hey, but hey. We, at least we'll be on Mars. <laughs> and we can, we can tell the story of, uh, right. we can tell the story of, of, of the first world, you yeah. know, the, 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 the green sphere as, yeah. as we remember it. But I, I have a small bit of hope that we can kind of outrace the horror, you know? I actually agree with you. I, I do think that, you know, it's one of the things that comes up like with, you know, the whole, you know, the gun control argument, and that kind of stuff is that I, I don't think that technology in itself is necessarily the problem, although I, I would probably argue that a little bit is, but people's thought processes and what people do with it is what's wrong. And that's why, you know, we have a huge cult- culture crisis in the United States and we have a huge problem with people running into places and shooting at people. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily go like, oh, well, we have a lot of guns, therefore we kill a lot of people. Because Switzerland has a ton of guns. They hardly kill anybody. It's because Swiss people aren't raging assholes like a ton of Americans are. Like, it's just a different culture. And so when we have these things, like, it's, I totally believe it's possible that human beings can use technology to do just wondrous things. And they probably could create some type of utopia that was great for everybody. Um, but we don't. Yeah. Well, at least, we, at, we least the rich, at least the rich people will make it. And then like 50 years down the line, we might get like the kind the of Elysium half, kind of, the, yeah, we'd get like the shitty version about, you know, 40 years later. Right. It's like, yeah, it's almost as good. I mean, they're up there like literally gods, but we get to be demigods. That's pretty yeah. cool. You know, <laughs> we have to, we have to sacrifice our firstborn and you know, the, yeah. the, the smell of the smoke will please them in their towers. But, yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. Great God of Gates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, I mean, obviously we'll find out. I think we live in a, in a fascinating time and I think we're going to see some crazy things in our lifetime. Yeah. I, well, we already have at this point, this is one of those things where I have to keep reminding myself, we live in the most futury future thing. That's like ever fucking right. happened. Like this is, we have 3d goddamn printers, right? Like I'm, I'm 33. Like I didn't think I was going to 3d yeah. print. That's pretty goddamn tremendous. Yeah. Like, I thought I honestly thought we were going to get blown up by the bad red guys. That was my childhood, <laughs> and now we have fucking 3D printing. Like that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, and well, we we remember a time before there was like internet. I mean, real. I mean, internet's yeah. existed, but I mean yeah, before no, there's real internet. As the yeah, as, as it's understood as it is now. now. And yeah. you know, you talk to kids now, and they they have no concept of a world without constant yeah. connectedness to everything you could possibly want. And you're like, wow, like. That's huge. That is so huge. Like, I remember when you had to pick up a phone and actually, like, dial in a circle oh, yeah. to talk to your neighbor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these kinds of just crazy stuff. And now, you know, you can send a picture to someone around the world and just like that. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is nuts. Well, they, they've kind of done, you know, the, the universal they with the capital T. 
say that the millennial slash Gen X are the the generation that will experience the single largest drastic change mm-hmm. in one lifetime, you know, in yeah. in a hundred year span. They like the a lot of futurists say that like we are either the last generation to die or the first ones to live forever. Like <laughs> we are on that line. Like like most people, like literally, what do they call them? Gerontologists, like the people that study age, say that mm-hmm. right now on the planet there is someone that's immortal. Like that because because of the way that aging is going to work and the way that we're going to prevent aging is that the person right now walking around the planet will theoretically live forever because they will be able – like that, that kind of Moore's Law thing where it's mm-hmm. going to be exponentially better medicine, exponentially better – and then maybe download your consciousness or whatever kind of poor shit. But either way, that there's – that's that's pretty that's amazing crazy. for – you know, to watch from a bunch of kids that were around when it's, it's fucking, you know, we thought that, we thought that the Kremlin was going to blow us up, you know? That's crazy. It's, it's weird to have that, you know, we're a generation that remembers. Would you want that? Like, if you could live forever? Like, is it something you'd be like, yeah, man, sign me up? Um, I would want to have, uh, a lifetime. If, if I had the ability to live in, in, a this body, uh, in, in, you know, in some variant form of this body and have the ability to not live forever in a shitty way, like not a, you know, uh, I'm now just a head in a jar, but like actually in some form like this, <laughs> right. and just I have a lifespan that is not limited by death, that at some point I can make the sovereign decision like, all right, I've experienced enough. Yeah. No, I totally would, because mm. I have a lot more work to do than the years of my life are going to allow me. Like, I have a lot more books than if I lived 80 that are going to get done. Like, I have paintings, and I don't know how to paint that well. Right. But if I had... 300 years i could learn the technique enough to get the paintings that are in my head onto canvas maybe or you, you know? just fuck around for 250 of them and be like oh crap i don't think I I mean, well possibly but i feel like i mean i fuck, <laughs> yeah. i fuck around a lot now but i do get some work done so yeah. i think given given a nice 500 year run yeah but no i i would i wouldn't do that thing where you download your consciousness like where people are going to say you can map mm-hmm. the human brain perfectly because for me that that kind of does the and the, the the battle for me is is you know soul versus no soul mm-hmm. if you can download yourself into a computer i think that kind of the argument's over and the side i wanted to win lost <laughs> and they just it just would make me really sad of like oh really we are just upgrade eights that are slightly smarter yeah. fuck yeah. I was, oh. I shouldn't have even been vegetarian all these years. It meant nothing. I could have been I could have been biting pigs on the neck for the past twenty years, but no, I had to believe in the sovereignty of animals and and the, 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 some kind of soul concept. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't don't buy into the. I mean, I buy into like vegetarian and vegan arguments when you're trying to avoid factory farming for sure, because um, it's a disaster. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I I think that one of the I don't know I think maybe I'm just like too attached to what I would consider the natural order of things. But I think that's one of the beautiful things about human beings is that we're just, we're just another animal. We're just a hyper self-aware one. Yeah. And that we are, we are nature. We, we're not like, we don't go into it. Like we are nature. Like this is what nature produced is us. And I think that that's beautiful. And the idea to me of, you know, downloading my consciousness into a computer or something is just so horrific. Like the idea of someone that I loved downloading themselves into a computer and then me trying to interact with that like to me it's just so i think i'd probably just try to destroy everything in sight just to make it stop i don't yeah i don't yeah. know that's so sad to me I, no i'm i'm agreeing with you on that way too like yeah. i'm completely against this on like multiple ways like for yeah. me it's the soul argument but like the other side of it is that it's the simulacra like you're no longer human and that's yeah. the thing that bothers me about, like, because, I mean, I'm, I'm smart enough. Like, I know there's no real soul. I could get it. But, like, let's, you know, I like to keep the argument going because it makes me comfortable. Yeah. But, 
the horror of accepting that fully is, oh, you mean everyone I ever love that's dead, it's actually just completely erased from the universe and it's just a cold and uncaring... Fuck! Yeah. You know? That's, yeah, that might be reality, but... But that's the thing, is because we're sovereign, and because I can make these choices, well, no, I'm going to believe in... I, my universe is much cooler than most of the yeah. atheists I know. Like, my universe rules. I get, like, weird magic. <laughs> I can read tarot. I got fucking... I got uh, I got Tibetan prayer bowls and shit. Yeah. Like, I got all sorts of magical accoutrement laying around, and I, like, I get to believe in that shit. And you know, yeah. I get it. You guys are going to build more stuff, and you got a little <laughs> bit of more logic on your side. That's cool, but, like... You know, let's face it. You're kind of boring at parties, and we we're, we don't want to hear about Richard Dawkins anymore. Like, I dude, just, he's just a depressing human being. I loved him during the Selfish Gene back in like the I don't know. I guess it was like the early '90s because yeah. it was just a it was just like science, and it was really smart, and like it was like the way we interact with each other, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like this guy. And then yeah. the next time I saw him was about 15 years later during this this run of him being really popular. Yeah. Like, you're just a jerk. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, I know some pleasant atheists and dude, you're just an asshole. He's just, he's just a, a fundamentalist on the other side of the coin. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I actually used to be like a really hyper conservative Christian and, uh, you know, we would call people like him that were, you know, very sort of these severe, unpleasant, you know, doctrine, dogma type of things or whatever. And it's like, they've been, they got baptized in vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just kind of what their face looks like all the time. Just yeah. this sour, just, unpleasant unhappy and i don't know when i listen to him i go like you know you might you might be right and you you probably are but i don't want to live in your world like yeah. i i don't want to and i think you know for me again this is just my own woo stuff but like i think one of the most beautiful things about life is that it's 100 percent meaningless until you decide what it is mm-hmm. and so everybody gets to decide that so if you're in like tarot and singing bowls and mystic shit and magic or whatever that's awesome because to you it's real and that's really all that matters. Yeah. And if a person finds that fulfilling and, you know, they get to explore sort of their mind and their world around them from that angle and it's intriguing, go for it. Like I believe in some super woo shit, but I don't run around telling people that that's what they have to believe in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell anybody what they should believe in ever. Uh, I think that's not a good way to live. Right. Like, you know, I just like, don't tell me how to, like, unless you're hurting someone, um, there really is kind of that old golden rule kind of, you know, yeah. like that Jesus guy, you know, going back to the Christian thing, said a lot of good stuff. You know, rich people can't get into heaven, uh, treat your neighbor as well. Right, right there. <laughs> like, if you just stick to those two, Done. like, you got, you're gonna, you're gonna have a really good go. Of this. Yeah. Like, you're gonna, everybody's gonna be like, wow, he's a really sweet fellow. Like, let's kill look at, him. Like, yeah, look at, <laughs> look at this nice guy. He's like treating us like we want to be treated. And then, yeah. wait, what'd you say about that rich stuff? I'm no, no, dead. no, no. That must be mistranslation. <laughs> no, no. I like my cars. No, that's obviously that's not what it meant in the book. Yeah. Because even though it's it obviously wasn't literal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all the rest of the book's literal except, except for that for one that part. One. Yeah. It applies to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to have blended fla- fabric shirts, uh, right. but I do want to call you uh, slurs because you like sleeping with dudes. Right. I need both of those to be true. Right. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Any guy that's deeply, deeply concerned about where my dick goes, I'm just, I just not interested in that guy. Yeah. Or thing or whatever it is. And also a strange obsession with like the shape and cut of it too. Like that, <laughs> right. that, that guy had a lot of weird dick obsession. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like the, his son was pretty cool. I don't know what happened. I like, I mean, maybe he had like a, maybe his, his foster dad, that Joseph guy may have been like really laid back hippie. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. To see the sandal wearing guy, like, yeah, let's uh, just build some stuff. We'll be, we'll be woodworkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
That's the fun of it. But we've been yapping forever. We started talking about nationalism with all that. Yeah. That's crazy. But um, that seems to be about our time. Right on. Uh, is there, why don't you tell people how to find you on the internet if you'd like people to find you on the internet? Sure. Uh, Twitter's fun. I like I like Twitter. So it's just at M Richeson, R-I-C-H-E-S-O-N. Um, that's a good way. I like to talk to people on Twitter. And it's good. And you can find me on Twitter at the AlexCast. You probably know that because you're listening to the show and you can extrapolate from evidence. If you follow at AlexCast, that's some guy named Alex Castillo who never actually used Twitter, and Twitter has no methodology for me to get the name. Sorry, I tried. All right, cool. So I will see you guys very soon. I will be talking to a cannibal tomorrow, and that auto uh, proof very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's... Wow. We'll see how that goes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening. And just for the fun of it, namaste. <laughs>